0: Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 126 on the Everyday Joy podcast. I'm your host, Joy Ravella. Hey, I want to start out by reading a really special review, and it's so exciting to see how different people um, find this podcast uh, so incredibly poignant and perfect timing. That's what Sue says. She said, uh, oh, Joy, this podcast is just for me. Thank you for your open and honest story, and this was with regards to my weight loss journey around I think it was episode 115. She said, it's hard to love oneself when you feel a constant struggle and continually compare yourself with others. And she goes on to talk a little bit of her own journey there. And I love what you finish up with, Sue. You say, thank you so much. Many blessings. Uh, Thank you, Sue. Thank you for blessing us with such a beautiful review. And hey, today um, we are going to be getting into a great conversation with Gig, who is the guest all of this week. So let's get into it. i'm excited to unpack matthew chapter 6 verse 6
1: when you pray go into your room alone close that door pray to the father in private because he knows what he's done in private he will reward you in private this is found in matthew 6 6 from the contemporary english version bible
0: I have got Gig here with me in studio. Gig, we've had some great conversations over the last couple of days. So good. So good. And today, uh, you I remember asking you, hey, you know, what message do you want to do today at this time of the week? We're halfway through. It's yep. hump day. You might need a bit of an extra boost, some encouragement. And this yep. is the one you really wanted to bring forward. But
1: before we get to your story, Gig, what are your first impressions of this verse? Joy, I love this verse because this is how I roll. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, don't moan and wail out loud to get attention like the Pharisees did. You know, when something is between only you and God, it holds a lot of power and intent. Mm.
0: And if you're wondering what that word Pharisee is, um, <laughs> great word in the Bible. I mean, <laughs> Um, just imagine like a um, a modern day social media influencer oh, yes. who's just going on and on and on about a particular issue. Yep. But in reality, they don't actually have empathy or compassion for the thing that they proclaim that they care a lot about. Mm-hmm. Um Another word for a Pharisee, I feel, is a hypocrite. Yes. Uh, someone who said that they loved
1: Jesus, loved the word of God, but never actually cared about people. Their actions does does not actually line up with what they're saying.
0: And so Jesus actually said himself, don't be like the Pharisees. Yeah. And many times he went head to head with yeah. them, um, the so-called religious leaders of the day. I mean, Jesus had guts. Um, yes. Obviously he would. Uh, <laughs> he is the son of God, knows what he's talking about. But I guess this uh, points out, something really important, which is when we pray, let's not put on a show for everyone else. Let's not be like a Pharisee. Let's not be a hypocrite. This is a private, personal Mm -hmm. thing
1: that's deeply, deeply holy. And there's one thing I always go to, Joy, is what would Jesus do? Mm. But I also say what would the Pharisee do? Oh, Which actually puts another spin (gasps) on it. I've never thought of it that way. I always go, and that is how I live my life. What would Jesus do? And what would the Pharisee do? okay so how how would that play out um reactions of being hurt what would jesus do what would a pharisee hurt oh hang on i've done something really good and i want people to notice me what would jesus do what would a pharisee do Mm -hmm. i've got an opportunity to change someone's life here what would jesus do what would the pharisee do Gosh, that's so good, gig. It's dot point form, it's plain and simple, and it gives me really clear direction. And
0: I love that. It's such a practical way already to apply this verse, gig. So good.
1: What does this verse tell you about who God is or what he values? Um, It tells me that he's a lover of our quiet time together. And even as a human being, we love one-on-one time with our, you know, our our loved one, our children, our cherished people. And I think God really... Cherishes his time too I suppose this is the best time For actually us to be still And to hear him Because life is so busy And everything There's always a screen in our face When we're alone We've shut the door We can actually hear What he has to say Wow You know
0: I've got a bit Of a story here I am someone who Struggles to be still And to be quiet and to be silent and reflective. And so my quiet time with God is often like little bursts throughout the day. And now that we've moved, my commute has gone from 20 minutes Mm -hmm. to 50 minutes to an hour 15, depending. And so I'm sitting in the car and I get about halfway in and I'm just like, huh, what do I do now? And, and I think I'm still in the process of it, but I really want to take that opportunity that I have yep. to spend time with God in the privacy of my own car, where mm-hmm. no one else is around, where the mic's not on, where it's just God and I yep. talking through life stuff, spending time together.
1: You can always tell when someone's doing praise and worship in a car. <laughs> because their facial, <laughs> facial expressions are beaming. It's yeah. amazing. It's different to singing just, a, you know, your rock song on your mm-hmm. radio. I can always spot when someone's doing prayers and worship because that's where I do it too.
0: Wow. This Yep, there's something about that. And, hey, maybe that's your little takeaway for today as well. Just, you know, have a little chunk of your drive that you just dedicate to quiet time with God. So how does this verse come alive in your own life gig?
1: Okay, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. Um I went through, uh, before I met my husband, um, when I was still very bitter and twisted and very angry, um, I still had faith, but I was a very reactive human being. Um, and I'm not proud of saying this, but for two years running, I, I got potty mouth or was it potty mouth or it was um, bucket mouth mm. in my office, two years running. And I thought oh, I would get people's attention in the wrong way. Wait, was this like an award? or This like was an a award. A yeah, Bucket Mouth. Oh. I got Bucket Mouth. I said the most ridiculous things. Horrible. And I wasn't being vengeful or nasty or mean. It was just to get a reaction. And I was like, oh, look at me go. Mm-hmm. And I went through a stage where um, I was very broken. Very, very broken. I decided I wasn't going to drink coffee. I wasn't going to drink alcohol. I was not going to let anything into my system that was going to affect me. And then I was just going to be still. Um, I call this time my wilderness time Mm. and it took about a year and there was a lot of what I call carpet eating where you're on the floor face down crying with your mouth open in desperation of answers and of attention and of love and um, in this wilderness time I was still for so many hours every single day and God was there with me it changed my life it changed my life. And I remember going, God, I never want this feeling to go. It was like um, a butterfly experience for me. And it was a very hard year, a very hard year. Um, but at the end of it, I came out. And that's where uh, I just got such clarity in God. And I and I stand now. I feel like I've done the course. I've worn the T-shirt. And it was Answers and, and I think I finally fell into my seat with God, where before I was still, oh, yeah, God's there, God's there. But I, I came home, I suppose, was the expression, from the amount of hours I spent alone just chatting with God, constantly, all day, And yeah, as I said, it was my year in the wilderness. Sometimes I didn't hear from God because when a teacher's testing you, you won't hear from them. Mm. And there was many testing times and growing and like the diamond, I was shaped. And it was because I was still. The door was shut. Nobody knew about this. This was between me and God.
0: For the longest time, I always thought of prayer as this formula to crack. (laughs) Uh, Some people were really good at it. Some people uh, not so much. Some people got results. Some people didn't. What I love about this verse is that it talks about the value of your own prayer life, your private prayer walk with god. I actually went through a season in my life where I was an expert at praying on stage, expert when it came to praying for other people and oh, I got a rush when people would say, "Wow, you pray really well." But you know what? Very quickly it became a performance thing and my goodness, I'm so glad I was able to catch it just in time. And so my application question to you is this. And this could be a bit of a challenging one. But do you spend more time praying in front of other people than you pray to just God alone? And if there is an imbalance there, maybe you need to invest more time into that one-on-one moment with God where you pray to Him and He's communicating with you. My second application question is this. Do you feel like you're in a bit of a wilderness season? You're praying, but you're not hearing anything. You're not really sure what's going on. Well, I hope that today's episode encourages you that a lot of people in the Bible go through what is called a wilderness season, where God takes you into a place where you feel like you're not producing any fruit, where you feel like he's really far away. And when you are in that wilderness season, and I've been through a wilderness season myself, it can be really easy to get discouraged and to give up. But I want to encourage you to keep pressing in, to keep praying, to keep knowing that God has promised that he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Allow this moment to be a shaping season where despite what you see and feel and think your faith continues to stay strong Matthew chapter 6 verse 6 Jesus said when you pray go into a room alone and close the door pray to your father in private he knows what is done in private and he will reward you before I wrap up today's episode, two things. First of all, if you haven't already, would love for you to leave a written five-star review. And if you haven't, I'll also go check out the link below to our incredible sponsors for this episode, CBM Australia. And they are giving you an opportunity to give someone the gift of sight. For $33, you can provide a sight-saving surgery that removes cataracts and essentially gives that individual a whole new, new lease on life that's what you get to do and that link is in the description below hey gig is going to be back tomorrow on the everyday joy podcast cannot wait